I was upfront with my guest, Sterling Gardner, about my experiences with five-day challenges. They were boring. So why does he say that they're the best way to lead with value? Well, he's got evidence, and they're great for building relationships. So listen in for those details, and I also ask him, which is best, paid or free challenges? Let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. And we're back. I'm Ruthie Bowles, the host of the Defiant Business Podcast, and I am overjoyed to let y'all know that I have Sterling Gardner with me again today, and we are going to be talking about five-day challenges, why they're your best way to lead with value. Sterling, thanks for so much for coming back. I'm thrilled, as usual. Yes, yes. So if you want to know more about Sterling, right, about, about his journey, how he went from Hollywood, L.A., to North Carolina, right, from being in Hollywood, writing and, and stories, to digital marketing agency and focusing on challenges and Facebook ads, definitely go and check out his previous episode, the one, the guest episode just before this one, and you can learn more about him. And to that end, we're going to dive right into it because we have a lot to cover and the same amount of time that we normally have. So I'm just going to come out right and ask you, Sterling, why do you believe that five-day challenges are the best way to engage with potential clients? before asking them for, you know, a large high ticket investment? There are a lot of reasons. So I'm going to actually give you permission to nudge me back into the lane if I start going (laughs) down the rabbit hole. (laughs) I'm seeing a really massive shift in the marketing world right now into genuine authenticity versus fake authenticity. That's probably a whole nother episode towards transparency, towards giving a lot of value before you ask for anything in return. So just taking that statement alone, Mm -hmm. um, a five-day challenge where you can actually, first off, teach little pieces of, I call them gold nuggets or value bombs, one little value bomb per day for the four or five days, depending on how we structure it. That is sheer value giving, that is sheer actually telling people the how to do something. For those of you that aren't familiar, the marketing, the longstanding and still prevalent marketing standard is never tell anyone how to do anything for free. You always tell them why they need the thing and then you charge them for the how. I think that's shifting in a huge way. And I think if you can teach people how and should teach people how, that that's a genuine value give Mm -hmm. and that people that will want to continue their path or their results or their transformation after they've gotten some gold nuggets of how will willingly want to enroll to work with you, whether you're a coach or whether it's a course or a program, it doesn't matter. Uh, We call it rolling out the red carpet. Yeah. So that you don't even have to quote unquote pitch. We say pitch is a four letter word. And we just, (laughs) I like that. We set it up so that you're inviting people into your offer. Like it's the net, if your content and value is done 
well, the audience's next natural and logical step is to step into your program. Mm -hmm. And there's no other marketing mechanism in the world where you can do that in the way that I just described. Like you can't do it in a webinar. You can't do it in an application funnel. You can't. It's just so limited. The closest thing possible might be like a live event where like you're bonding in person and you're mm-hmm. you know, getting some value there and then going out there. But for the vast majority of people to have a following the size of and the reserves to host like a quality live event, like a five day challenges, mm-hmm. just as good, if not better than a live event. Okay. So last year I found that workshops, like live workshops worked really well for me. So not fake where it was recorded and played for like, me live, I think I ran that workshop like five times. And that was like a huge eye opener for me because it worked both ways. I was also able to gauge the people who were there. So anybody who did want to work with me, I had, you know, kind of already taken their temperature, if you will. And they had gotten an opportunity to see me and I try hard to not hide for fear of people not liking, Mm -hmm. right? I did that for a long time. And so now I'm in this space where I try really hard to not hide. I don't want to say try hard to be authentic, Because you just naturally are authentic. And then what you do is you hide and you shield and, you know, mask and whatnot. So I try hard not to do those things. Okay. So I have to ask paid or free challenges. Uh, That's probably the second most popular question I get asked. (laughs) I'm going to say as a complete blanket statement, as a general statement, free with the, a couple of exceptions. One is if you have a pretty significant warm, Mm -hmm audience, meaning an email list or something who already knows you, has taken your temperature before, and a challenge is like something you're bolting into your business strategy. Mm -hmm. People will generally pay for that. If you're trying to go out to people who've never heard of you or a cold audience, it's extremely challenging for people, no pun intended, (laughs) for people to um, open their wallets. They have no idea who you are in that moment. We've actually tested I had one client that was as into testing things as I was. So we do have like empirical data that says we ran a, actually I've done it with, done it with two clients now. We run both, everything being equal, free challenge versus paid. Mm-hmm. And the conversion rates were almost identical in both cases for both clients. Okay. The advantage, however, if you run it free, is you're going to grow your email list four or five times as much as you would if you tried to charge people. Right. So we use it as a lead generation and a sales tool. Right. As opposed to if you charge right up front, you're going to get much fewer people in the challenge itself. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, they already paid a little, so they have a little higher intent, which is generally true. But we didn't see it move the needle as far as like conversions during the actual challenge. So I'd say free again, blanket statement. All right. All right. Okay. So I'll be honest. I haven't done free anything in quite some time. And the reason why for that is, of course, there's the number of people doing it, right? But I have found, especially with something like a content challenge, and I don't want to say that I'm easily distracted, but I am busy, right? And so even in the past, and it's been a while since I've signed up for a five-day challenge, it's 
seems to be difficult for them to hold my attention for a couple of reasons, i.e. maybe maybe it's just not that interesting <laughs> or they spend a lot of time trying to sell me something ahead of time. Like you, It's like they spend so much time trying to plant seeds and it's, I guess maybe it's just done in a very clumsy way. And then, of course, I've got the knowledge of being in business. So like I can see it from like a mile away. And so yeah, that ends course. up being a turnoff. So how do you, right? Like you've done so many, right? You've had You've seen clients have success, right? Across industries and across approaches, different personality types. So it's not even like one personality type is, is the key. How do you make a five-day challenge engaging, right? Like not not just not boring, but like engaging where people are like, man, like I did the first day yesterday. Today is the second day and I'm excited. I might even be a few minutes early so I don't miss anything. How do you make them engaging? That all goes to the number one question I get asked. Oh, yeah, we got there. <laughs> yeah, which isn't engagement, but engagement is the natural result of what I'm about to say. Okay. And that biggest needle mover by far is your content. And so I frame that as um, exactly what to teach. Mm -hmm. And if you do not have a completely dialed in, zeroed in outline and structure for the four days, you're generally teaching for four days before you invite people into your offer. The fifth day is usually a summary and a Q&A. That is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And this is not to sell anything. I've sat down with people that have run challenges before, seven-figure business owners who know things inside and out. The problem is I have not met one person yet. That's not true. I've met very, very few people who know how to take their expertise or their zone of genius and properly structure it and contextualize it for a five-day challenge. The biggest mistake people make is fire hosing their audience. Mm. And even if you pull that out, then there's the, I think this is probably one of the things you were alluding to where it's like yeah. 15 minutes before they get into anything because they're like, oh, hey, Ruthie's on. Hey, Ruthie, what's going on? Where are you from? Like all that like warm up waste of time. I'm a big fan of like, hey, this is who I am. Thanks for showing up. This is this much about me. Yeah. Because frankly, people don't really want to know about you. They want to know how you can help them. So instead of going into your 15 minute story that I lived in Hollywood for 20 years and blah, 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 Although interesting, it will, people want to get to the meat. So I always say, let's get to the meat right away. Right. So the one thing I help people do is figure out because they can't see themselves even in their own material because people have awesome offers. So we deconstruct backwards. We build the challenge backwards mm -hmm. from what their offer actually is. And that's very different than I'm just going to teach these three or four things that I know people are going to know. You have to teach them cleanly, succinctly, in the right order and for a short amount of time. So I tell people, uh -huh. get in and out in 20 minutes. Now, I say that because I know nobody can do that, but I don't want people to think they've got to come up with an hour's worth of or an hour and a half worth of stuff. So tight. This is the super 10,000 foot structure. Open up telling them what you're what they're going to learn that day. Teach them exactly how solve that number one problem and then incorporate a story. Hey, I had a client that couldn't figure this out when we did this with them. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. And then a mini homework assignment. Homework has negative connotation, but okay. like they need to be able to do it in one or two days. Right, right. Sorry, sorry, days, minutes. Minutes, okay. So before they even leave, so it could be like I use this thing, How if, if you're teaching people how to grow roses, mm -hmm. prize-winning roses, 
And day one is the number one thing you got to know first is what kind of soil you have in your place. Yep. Drop a link. This tells you the type of soil you have, no matter where you live in the country. I want you to look it up right now. Learn that piece. You're trying to give them a little light bulb, a little mini transformation. Type that mm-hmm. in the comments before you go. Okay, great. So people walk away going, awesome. I had no idea soil was the number one thing. And now I know what kind of soil I have in Asheville, North Carolina. Like that's a super yep. Yep. short, tight explanation. And then mm-hmm. you build on that. Okay, I would say, what's the sec after you figure, uh, I would ask this to the client before they're even doing the challenge. I say, uh, the first question is, what is the number one problem people think they have? Not what you know they have. What is the problem you think they have? And they go, oh, hold on. I got to think about that for a second. And they go, oh, they think they don't know what soil. I'm like, great. That's day one. The doorway into your little ladder of five days is the biggest thing they think they have a problem with is soil. Mm-hmm. You've solved that problem for them. I ask you as the client before the challenge, I say, cool. You know now that you've solved the soil problem. What's the very next thing somebody needs to learn? And they go, um, mm-hmm. how much to water them? Great. We're going to teach 20 minutes on how much. Okay, now that you solve that problem, what's the next problem? And then they just step cleanly into one another without a lot of fluff, without a lot of BS. Yeah. So at the end of that, it's like test the alkalinity of your water. Let's make sure that's a perfect match. That's your two-minute homework assignment. And we just do like that. And on day four, essentially, we're wrapping everything up as we step them in. And we say, guys, if you want to, you can go do this on your own. Like I've given you enough information. If you want help and mentorship, I've got a program that looks like this. You're laying things out very cleanly. If you want to get results like I'm standing in my rose garden pointing, you know, if you want to get results like this, I can help you get there in half the time with less frustration, whatever the messaging is going to be. <laughs> right. It looks like this. It's a 12-week program for three grand, 10 grand, whatever your price is. And it's like, oh, so it's just light bulbs and cleanliness that you're stepping people right into what you have to offer. That was a long explanation. Did it make sense? It did make sense. And just a random question kind of popped in my head, but are there any other names that you call them besides the word challenge? That's a great question. Like what else would you call it? Maybe maybe challenge doesn't fit, you know? Um, we've called them everything from boot camps, workshops, challenges, mm-hmm. masterclass even, even though it's spread out over five days. So it's any grouped. And so, you know, a workshop might be a better name for the, you know, the Crow Prize winning or- Orchids workshop mm-hmm. or whatever. Whereas a boot camp might be whatever the connotation, yeah. you know, you just want to pick something that denotes more in your audience and niche, but it's not that important. I use challenges because it's probably the most known nomenclature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, like that's what I, how I've always heard it called, but like sometimes depending on what the person is teaching, like they'll still call it a challenge, but I'm like, I, I don't like this. It's a series of something that's true, but it might not be like the challenge. Exactly. Right. But yeah, I like that. I like that. So it's definitely something. Yeah. Oh, some people call them live launches. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly something to think about. Sorry. Live launches. Live launches. Because they're, so I guess that's a perfect name, especially if you're launching a new offer, potentially, like maybe you had a beta offer and now you're moving it into like as a primary offering or, or something. Right. Yeah. And you're teaching live. Like that's the biggest, you know, that's the biggest part. I'm doing this 
live challenge, live boot camp. I know our time is talk to you because you mentioned briefly people are fascinated by this and it'll be a perfect segue. Okay. If it's okay. I've dissected, I'm just a why nerd. Like I really, the psychology of why things work really fascinates me. So I went through all the most successful challenges that we've run, literally made all these notes of like, well, this seemed to really move the needle. So a combination of genuinely tactical stuff, Mm -hmm. but also like psychological stuff. And then I went so far as to like (laughs) Google and research these different, tried to put a name around some of these things. Then I wrote a report, if you want to know how freaking nerdy I am. I wrote a report on the 10 psychological triggers that you have to have in your challenge to make them really high converting. And I want to roll into my favorite one because it also goes, uh, well, we were talking about the beginning where you're teaching how, you're dropping genuine value, you're being authentic and all that. So this is about exchange of value. And I looked up this principle called the principle of reciprocity. I just think this is super cool. There's a guy, I want to say 1974, his name is Philip Kuntz. He's a social psychologist. As a social psychology experiment, he wrote and wrote 600 Christmas cards and sent them to complete strangers. It depends on what report you read. About 200 of those people sent him a Christmas card back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the principle of reciprocity states that when somebody gives you something they perceive as valuable, mm-hmm. There's a quote unquote, a subconscious social contract put in place where a certain percentage of those people will feel quote unquote, obliged to give you value in return. So for me, a five day challenge works so amazingly well, because if you structure very clean value where they're growing and getting many transformations each day, the natural exchange after that is, well, of course they want to enroll in your program. Like you've just, you've just given them all this value. So their value in exchange is money for the right. perceived value you're gonna you've already given them in the challenge and that you'll continue to give them in your program. And I love that experiment. I think it's just cool. And I think what's interesting too is that even if for some reason it's not like a good fit or it's not like the time for them to move forward, like maybe they would choose to move forward at a later date, there's still the relationship building that happened over the course of that five days where, you know, you got to know them and they got to know you, which I have to imagine is just, you know, just spouting off at the mouth at the moment. But I have to imagine that that lends itself well to things like email open rates and them engaging with you on social media because we feel more connected with people that we know. So when I'm scrolling, I'm more likely to comment or whatever, share and stuff for people that I feel like I know versus people where I'm like, oh, I'm just like a blip on their radar. They maybe don't even know I exist. So I have to imagine that even if they don't move forward for whatever reason, the other metrics could still see, you know, a boost as people incorporate this style of marketing and engagement. If they incorporate it, they would probably see more relationships built and therefore, you know, better metrics across the board. Which brings me to another psychological principle. (laughs) Perfect segue. Yes. And this actually, this is something built around the knowledge and expertise that you share. So depending on the level of perceived learning Mm -hmm. is obviously directly proportional to how they see you as a leader and a knowledgeable human being. There is something called the halo effect. The halo effect is when a person perceives you to be knowledgeable at thing A and or really good at thing A. Ah. They subconsciously also think you're really good at thing B and C and D. And so it bodes very well for if you have another offer in the future, they're like, 
Oh, let me give you the, the most screamingly obvious thing. I use this when I explain the halo effect. The halo effect perfectly exemplified. Arnold Schwarzenegger, biggest slash highest paid action movie star in the 80s, probably into early 90s. Makes sense. Of course, that makes sense. How that translates into would also be an incredible governor for the state of California. That makes no logical sense. It's completely because of the halo effect. None. None. But, oh, my God, this did, guy did incredible things here. Surely, quote, unquote, he can do incredible things down this alley. Now, nobody listening to this is going to do something that extreme. But you might have two zones of genius. I could teach Facebook ads and five-day challenges. Somebody comes into the ad, uh, challenge and they're like, oh, my God, this guy knows his stuff. And the next time I roll out any launch, whether it's email or another challenge or whatever, and they want to learn ads, like, do you know the leg up you would have in that scenario? Right. As opposed to somebody that they've never heard of, like it's not even it's not even funny. So, yeah, that's that's a way of scientifically describing what you just said happens. Okay, it's cool, right? Okay, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, you have certainly led with value on this episode. Uh, um, so, thank you so much, and uh, again, thank you for taking the time. I'm excited to get this episode out into into the world and. Just like with the previous episode, everybody who's listening, we've got Sterling links and everything there in the show notes. Take advantage of that. You can just go into the show notes and go right to following him. But this is the type of information that he gives out for free, right? Like we're on a podcast, like he'll do stuff on Facebook, you know, and that's just the type of person that he is. Because I can tell you again, after having been in his workshop, like the level of expertise brought here is something I look at and I'm like, hmm. Ah, doing it by myself. Mm, <laughs> I don't. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, if five day challenges are something that you've done, five day challenges are something that you're interested in doing, definitely check out what Sterling is putting out and engage with him for sure. Sterling, anything else for us? I feel like I talked your ears off, so I'm, I feel complete. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again today. And for everybody listening, if you know somebody who's doing a five-day challenge, we'll do them. Feel free to share this episode with them. Shares are how we grow the audience for the podcast. So there is no good podcast algorithm. So we definitely always appreciate that. And I hope that you will join us for the next episode on the Defiant Business Podcast. Thanks, y'all. Well, after talking with Sterling about why five-day challenges are such a good idea for our type of businesses, I'm really intrigued. I'm all about building the relationship first through value and authenticity. Make sure you follow him on social media using the links in the show notes. Learn more about his work at www.launchperfect.co question mark FPR equals sign Ruthie 32. Talk to you again soon. for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.